Limited potential. <laughs> Who's ready, ready to record? Softer than the sock? Nope. I'm ready. Hotter than the rock? Yep. <laughs> I've never listened to the song that long. It's lo- There's a ton of lyrics in that. Yeah, I will. He put in thought. I know. They're not very intense lyrics, let's be real. I mean, he's just saying something, I don't nope, know and you. then saying another thing and saying, Those yep. Are, that's, you know, you got to be pretty clever for that. That's a great idea for a song. And then what's Hungry, the chorus? Hungry, nope. What's the chorus? That Dinner? was like the yep. hardest part to understand. That was, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I don't know what the chorus was, but it was just something a genius bread, idea. I'm addicted to this game. Something, something bread. Yeah, I don't know. But like, just to think, you just... His like beat. His beat has the words yes and then no, <laughs> constantly alternating, uh, alternating, and he makes a song out of a genius. It is kind of like the bet I made with Frank last week, or a few weeks ago, <laughs> where I knew Charlie's <laughs> would win, and Frank decided that he's gonna have to buy me Charlie's next week when we watch the Avengers. Yep. You know you're no hero to the public. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know the, that I'm gonna buy you Charlie's, right? Yep. <laughs> he's the anti-hero. What was that song called? Choices. Choices from E40. E40. So you know what's great about choices? When you go into like a food court, you have them. Yeah. And you know, it really yep. isn't a choice for many. And once they see that Charlie Stakery. Nope. nope. <laughs> well enough. played, boys. That's enough of that. If that well, continues to the rest of this episode, well I will. This will be my final one. Yep. <laughs> I walked right into that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we could have just said it again. (laughs) Say nope. It works at the end of almost every sentence. Damn it! We have to say nope. Don't do it. Don't do it. Please. All right. Okay. All right. So yeah, Avengers. It's coming. (laughs) We're one week away. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't miss it for the world. (laughs) No. Now I can't agree or disagree to this whole episode. (laughs) What have I done? Oh, thanks, Pat. Well. I think the last 10 years have been a pretty special time for anybody who's been a comic book fan growing up, even if you weren't. I mean, we yeah. got we got 10 years of great movies. And I'm pretty sure these movies have made comic book fans of people that probably wouldn't have been. No, it's I, I, I think agree. they're part one of the main ingredients that have brought kind of nerdum to like the forefront of like the pop culture ethos or, yeah. you know. I, I agree to that because I think people that would never read the comics or watch the cartoons went and saw these movies. Yeah. And now they. <laughs> I, I can't. Like God, I was going to say it earlier, but. And now they're engrossed in this universe, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they like these characters. And now people are buying T-shirts that with these characters on them, and it's it's interesting to see. I think we can attribute it to one person. Who? Jesus. No. He's kind of a superhero. Yeah, but Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think the casting there just set the tone for everything. And the director, yeah, oh, probably. John Favreau, John yeah. Favreau John doing Favreau, it. That's right. That's it great. helps that the movies are good. No, but like, I, that's the big key to it all. Is I agree though. Good. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is like the glue throughout every single one. DC, right? They could take a note from from. I think they could. You no, gotta definitely. get a likable. Like he's just such a likable character, and his personality is so similar to Tony Stark's. Like. Not obviously the the money and the geniusness, but you know, in his own way, he's a genius. I remember when ABC ran this like hour special about the the first Avengers movie that was when it was coming out. Mm-hmm. It was the build up towards it, and jo- they interviewed Josh Whedon, and he was talking about the first Iron Man that kind of kick started the revolution that became Marvel and Studios, Disney. Yeah. yeah, and he said when he found out 
Robert Downey Jr. got casted as Tony Stark. He was having dinner and he saw John Favreau having dinner there and he just went up to him and said, I heard the news about the Iron Man movie. And he says, you don't, I'm like, I'm sold. He's yeah. like, you nailed it with the casting. Well, the big worry ahead of that first movie was that it was going to be Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was actually the person in talks because Iron Man is actually a Paramount movie. Mm-hmm. And he's had an exclusivity deal with Paramount forever. Wait, um, Iron Man was uh, Paramount? It was produced by Marvel Studios in tandem with, like, I think the distribution was through okay. Paramount. Okay. But Marvel Studios did exact or did produce the film. Okay. And but at that time, Marvel wasn't owned by Disney, were they? No, they were. It was, it's very convoluted. Basically, there were properties that were owned by rival studios, but there were licensing agreements that were reverted and it, it's, it's a whole mess. Yeah. But it had gone, it had gotten so close to Tom Cruise actually being Iron Man <laughs> that at the time, that I can't remember nightmare. which issue it was, but they were starting to draw no. Tom Cruise's likeness in comic books. Really? And thank God. I, like, I wonder how it would have been. It didn't happen. Because there's like all these movies that like you hear could have been another person. Like the, another one I think about is The Matrix and Neo. Neo oh. was supposed to be Will Smith. They tried really? getting Will Smith as Neo and that didn't turn out. I wouldn't huh. have bought it. I'm sorry. I mean, like imagine the alternate universe where, you know, Will Smith is Neo, Tom Cruise is Iron Man. Where do we stand now? Hmm. I think box office grosses are way down yeah but we're not there we're in this universe Mm -hmm. and amen every day i wake up i just feel like i wish i was an avenger Welcome to episode 30 of The Unwritten Rule. This week, we'll be talking about the unwritten rules of being an Avenger. <laughs> With the, the Oprah intro, I like this. <laughs> I feel like Ali should add horns when he says that in the post. Yeah, those things when he says being an Avenger. <laughs> Guys, I'm excited for this episode. Well, I'm excited for the movie, but yes, I'm excited about doing this too. This is, I think this is probably my most... Like I've, this is the one I've been waiting for. You've been yearning for. Yeah, it's nice. like if we if you if we were to owe you a favor for one episode to do a Frank episode, this would be it. There's one thing I didn't ask in the intro, and I want to ask it right now. I want to go around the table. Mm. Favorite entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Go, Matt. So favorite movie? Yeah, essentially. Um, that is a very tough question. I'm gonna go with probably Winter Soldier. Oh, I love it. Spy espionage yeah. thriller. I'm going with the first Iron Man. That that to me still is the best uh, best Marvel movie. Maybe the Hulk with Edward Norton. I'm really, not, sure. not the 2005 <laughs> one. Oh, 2005 was pretty good, but I'm going to stick with the Iron Man, uh, the the first one that kind of. I think off. Luke is in a huge minority there, but no, I don't. I, I it, it was cool, but it wasn't anything more. Not, than it, that. I'm saying even with Iron Man one, Iron Man one really. No, I, hey, it's great, great yeah, movie, I love that movie yeah. but yeah. I mean. 
I mean, it's weird. I've never heard somebody cite Iron Man 1 as their favorite of the Marvel yeah. entries. It but. is. It is. Um, I will say, though, the Captain America Civil War was pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah, that one's great. I'm I'm torn. Uh, Civil War was up there for me. Mm-hmm. Guardians 2. Oh, yeah. Struck a chord with Guardians me. Guardians 1. Like, cried, I cried like a bitch all, with a skin knee. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that movie was fantastic but then i can't stop watching thor ragnarok i know it's not quite like up there on the level i just love that movie it's just so much fun to watch and it's it's wrote me in it is when we watched it in the theater frank and i went and watched it together um at first i was like there's too much comedy in it when i first watched it i was just there in the theater i didn't kind of appreciate it there's points where i was like you didn't need humor there it was good Mm -hmm. enough without it and then rewatching it, it was it didn't feel like it was over the top the second time. No, it's great. I've seen it probably six times now. One of the things, I'll just say it right out of the gate. One of my favorite Marvel entries so far has been Guardians of the Galaxy one. Number it's one, like, fantastic. Yeah. I it made me cry. It made me laugh. It was totally unexpected, and it kind of made me think, "Holy shit, where do they go from here?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's the unexpected comment that kind of hits it like. Guardians of the Galaxy, who would have thought? And then they go and drop this unbelievable movie. And I didn't see like, that in theaters because I knew nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. They were like D-level characters in yeah, the comic books. I didn't bother seeing it. I waited till it came out. I heard so many good things. Came out on Blu-ray. That's when I watched it for the first time. Man, D-level's like generous. That's a far down. I know, I that's know. How, that's like, how far down they were? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you ask like real comic book nerds yeah. to, to give you the original lineup of the Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't think many could do it. So wait, Gamora, is that that's the green woman, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She, her father is Thanos? Adopted father. Yeah. Okay. So, but there is a big connection to Wait, her. She's like, adopted. Well, I mean, there's there's all these like slight variances from the cinematic universe to the comic book world, but okay. we don't need to get nitpicky over that. No. Nope. What we're trying to figure out today. What is that, Frank? How does one become an Avenger in a world? We're going to pretend we're in an alternate universe for this episode. Mm. Listeners at home have every chance to find out at some point in their maybe adolescence, maybe as they become an adult or they get into some sort of accident or who knows what, Mm -hmm. that they have a shot now at being an Avenger. Let's figure out how they do it. We'll start at the beginning. Everybody needs a good origin story. Am I right? Correct. Okay. You got to start somewhere. What, what makes a good origin story? Well, for DC, it's clearly tragedy. Usually there's some sort of tragedy or something Mm -hmm. happens that, kind of pushes their hand mm-hmm. iron man had the explosion and he had to create well, that's like the, the metal going into his heart or the yeah. shrapnel going yeah. into his heart right okay. yeah uh you had the spider-man biting uh, the spider bite the spider-man it's, to that's, Peter that's not the tragedy it's more his, his uncle that uncle died. ben i understand which but is isn't time, one, have is you ever it? been bit by a spider it's a nightmare <laughs> it's true Lyme disease? <laughs> what a tragedy. It's what happens when you're stuck in the weeds. You get Lyme disease. It's true. It's no, but it's, it's a real, it's a real thing. Upstate New York, I, big problem. I want to expand. A bit. <laughs> it is. There's, I'm not, I'm not making it up. There's tons of deer and they just bring in all these ticks. Yes. Okay. That's not a spider what, either. What do spiders have anything? To Actually, do. honestly, great, great superhero. The, the tick. tick was fantastic. I remember that as a kid, the cartoon. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. I want to add a bit more to the tragedy part though. I feel, and there's way too many superheroes for this rule to apply, but the key ones you think of Spider-Man, Batman, Robin, uh, partially maybe Iron Man. I feel that the, the, death 
the parents, the loss of someone, a guardian figure, a guardian figure mm-hmm. is amplified. And this is, I think this is actually my number one, this is rule number one for me. The unwritten rule of, of dealing with an origin story is if you do have a death, someone's orphaned, someone's murdered, they have to feel that they were somewhat almost responsible or guilty for not Ooh. being able to prevent it. Ooh, I like because it. when you think of, you know, you take Batman, he yeah. was a kid. His parents got killed in the alley, but he was there. But he knew there was nothing he could do. He was powerless. Mm-hmm. And that's what drove him. And not just that, he was the reason they went into the alley, right? Exactly. Because he was being a little bitch. Scared the- Correct. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Spider-Man, we all have seen that origin story too many times, but Uncle Ben had to go out because he forgot to do what he was supposed to do. One of his chores, he goes out because he's, he's a bitch. And well, I was going to say a forgetful bitch. <laughs> and he gets killed. Now he feels responsible. Punisher? Was that the Punisher? Absolutely. Is, is he a superhero? He was he like being an anti-hero. No, he's he. I'd say he's an anti-hero. But if we were going to use him for this case, he was being a father bitch, and he yeah. couldn't protect his his cub and his wife. So is that your unwritten rule, Frank? That you have to be a bitch? bitch. I think so. <laughs> I don't think that's a. Well, you transition out of bitch into butch. Okay. Right. But that's definitely my that's my unwritten rule there. So not only has does there have to be a tragedy. You got to be somewhat either partly responsible or feel, you know, um, responsible that you couldn't have prevented it. I like it. Even Robin, Iron Man, the Hulk to a degree. I mean, if we're going to really let's let's just blanket it. Every Disney character ever has lost their parents and every single superhero at some point loses them. You know what's weird? I think they Bambi lost her parents. Aladdin's (laughs) an orphan. Lion King. Lion King. That's like a story mechanism. Do you want to know why? For Disney it is. I'm going to tell you why really quick. Sorry, Sidebarring here. You know why? Because it draws sympathy from everyone. Almost everyone has parents and the people who don't, real orphans. Yeah immediately sympathize with the main character. Mm-hmm. It's why everybody loved Harry Potter and no one loved, what was the fuck from the Fantastical Beasts? <laughs> what was the fuck? Eddie Redman? Yeah. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Redman's character. I don't, uh, I don't I think don't him, but yes. But if you even think of Toy Story, notice how he doesn't have a father. Hmm. Right? They always show the mother. Andy. Captain Same. America, no parents, right? Fuck. Yeah. Just Bucky. That's the rule. Just Bucky. That is a rule. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt, and the second one, he loses his mom. His and mom? then his dad turns out to be an asshole who he has exactly. to kill. Mm-hmm. And his real father alert. is yeah. basically, uh, what's Mickey Rourke's character? In Mary the, Poppins. No. Um, <laughs> the wrestler. The wrestler. No, not Mickey Rourke. Um, <laughs> I know who you're talking Michael about. Rooker. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker, that's it. His character. He ends Yondu. up being. Yeah, Yondu. You didn't ends get the being, Mary Poppins reference, goddammit. He ends up being the father figure for uh, Star-Lord. Yes. And he dies too. And he dies Guys, too. wait, let's, before we go any further, if you have never watched Marvel movies and have any interest. Spoiler from alert. From this point forward, guys <laughs> well, on from, three. Pre, from like a few minutes ago. <laughs> Rewind. Everybody on three, I believe all spoiler alerts, uh, alerts should be made with a hideous noise. So I'm going to count down three. We're all going to make a noise. That'll be the spoiler alert. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> Matt, you didn't make any noise. No, because if you haven't watched the mo- any Marvel okay, go on. in this period of time, you're yep. doing yourself a favor, and I don't feel bad for spoiling it for you. All right, I let's wanna, move along. Matt's no, a I dick. Moving go, on. I want to get back to my my origin story to add on to Ashton's. Yes. I okay. agree that you know tragedy is a big deal, like Matt and Ashton. Rule number one. I think the character also has to take. He's got two paths laid out in front of him. They've mm. got to take, or he or she has to take the more difficult path, and you know, 
it's kind of a representative in life where you have, you know, you can do the easy thing and just like slack off this and that, or you can be, you know, take the challenge and you'll become something bigger than you thought you can ever be. Ooh. And that's what they do. It's like, think about, and, and like the perfect example, it isn't, uh, I guess, Marvel, but it is DC, it's Batman. Because Batman, you see what the two op- outcomes he could have been because he plays the persona as in Bruce Wayne, which is a guy who took the way he should have, you know, the easy way, the, the way that was laid out for him that he should have taken. Playboy millionaire. Playboy mm-hmm. millionaire, having fun fucking around. Mm-hmm. And then you see Batman, the guy who's, you know, the the hero the city needs. Yeah, mm-hmm. getting so, beat up, doing making the hard choices. My, you want, sorry, sorry I was Go just going to say, my favorite thing about the whole Bath, Batman mythos and that mythology and all that is that Bruce Wayne is the alter ego and it's not Batman. It's that he's yeah. Batman and yes. that Bruce Wayne He plays is, Bruce Wayne. I feel yeah. like that actually applies more with Superman because he and this has been it's part of popular culture with Kill Bill and there's been essays written about it. Mm-hmm. Superman is Superman. He's born Superman. Mm-hmm. Like Clark Kent is like how he sees us. That's his alter yeah. ego. Yeah. But I also think to add to Lucas' point those pivotal, that pivotal moment you're talking about where your path can diverge, I call it the turn the frown upside down moment. Okay. Okay. It's one of my unwritten rules. You have a choice in that moment to turn the frown upside down and pursue heroism. But sometimes turning that frown upside down is a bad thing. Talking about the Joker, aren't you? I'm not just talking about him. A lot of villains have that maniacal laughter thing where they, mm-hmm. the smile, the seeing that pivotal moment and having that moment of clarity, the moment of clarity is either they become a superhero or they become a supervillain. And I'll agree to that because when you look at a lot of the villains, they experience the same similar tragedies, but they just choose the wrong path. Mm. That makes them the supervillain. Sandman, Doc Ock, uh, Mr. Freeze. Oh, Mr. Freeze is, holy right? shit. It, it's in, instead of doing what's, instead God. of getting revenge in the sense of trying to do what's right and helping other people so these bad guys can't do what happened to them, right? To other people, they want revenge on everybody and anyone that may have crossed their paths or have been involved, but they don't stop there. And now they're like, well, I'm too fucking bad now. So I might as well just continue living this way. Mm, I don't think it's that. Paul Dini. Yes. Paul fixed Mr. Freeze. He did. Mr. Freeze origin story wasn't originally that Nora, his wife Mm. died and he was keeping her alive. He was the one that wrote that in the cartoon. So uh, originally, what, he just really liked popsicles and got brain freeze and he developed the power? Like, what was the original story then? He just, yeah, he ate a radioactive popsicle. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> went Same to Chernobyl. Same path as the others. Well, that's interesting. But again, a lot of villains, what the, the point of that is, they experience the same kind of loss and tragedy. Well, I think right? with the villains, that what makes them compelling is usually there's some sort of sympathy for them. Right? Like, mm-hmm. if you look at a lot of the good villains, there's a bit of sympathy f- and their meaning and what they're going for and their motive mm-hmm. is backed by something. It's just they're extreme in their way. So, yes. like Killmonger and Black Panther, if you really break down oh, what, what a great his, character, if you break down his motives and what he wanted to do, it wasn't wrong. It's just the way he went about it was wrong. Yes. Spider Man's um, The Vulture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wanted to feed his family. Just, exactly. Right. What right? a great story, too. Yeah. Such a great moment in that movie when he opens that door and you see... Uh, Talking about Spider-Man? Yeah. That yeah. whole car ride's Holy amazing. They're all three of them are in different headspaces. Like I gasped when uh, when that happened. I think as a villain, you either got to be, like Matt said, a sympathetic character where somebody can like sympathize with your plight. Same applies to superheroes. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also another sort of th- little element. And I think 
had Tony Stark not lost his parents, had none of those other things happened, one thing that can draw people to you is real charm. Mm-hmm. Like, why do people like Deadpool? He's funny as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the type of guy you'd want to hang out with at a party. Yeah. Squirrel Girl. She's huge right now. She is. She's just that that character that everybody wants to be friends with. She she hasn't entered the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She'll be appearing okay. on TV soon. But That's mm-hmm. what I'll Oh, yeah. She got her own show, right? Oh, well, the, the New Warriors, I think it is. Oh, okay. She's of the, part of it. It's like one of the subsidiary teams. Gotcha. Guys. Anything else on origin stories that you got to have? Do you need do you need like some sort of love interest as well? Because I find a lot of at least the male characters, even the females, usually mm. yeah, the females, all the females have a love interest. Uh, do they need them? No, but it it helps. Like when Humanize you look at Peter them. Parker, when with you know for what Mary Jane, from what I remember, I don't uh, remember who is it. Mary Jane in the new one as well. Uh, I yes. Think yes, she is. She, is. she becomes like sort of. Well, her nickname is MJ, and she, oh, okay. she's, her name's Mary Jane. It's just she's not the typical. But she's not no, who he's going. Not Kristen Dunst. Jane. It's Isn't something it? else. It's just MJ is what they call her. Her yeah. friends call her MJ, but her name's not Mary Jane. Uh, it's per they, se. They're just kind of losing. I, mean, well, I think we're splitting hairs, and that's synonymous though, with the Spider-Man story. And it's like you you want that in there. Like you wouldn't. You'd kind of be upset if that wasn't in. The Spider-Man uh, movie, you know? I'll tell you one yeah. place I like where they took it, and maybe this is going to be my unwritten rule. Characters that were, and this is going to sound ageist, but old, make them young and hot. Okay. <laughs> Aunt May. Never thought about want, having sex with Aunt May before. No. Oh, man. Well, Mar- no. Because Hell yeah, I did. She was an elderly lady with Uncle Ben. I get. I get. Well, Uncle Ben could have been like a young, hot cop. I, they they could have played it that yeah, way. As far yeah. as I know, Uncle Ben is a man who makes rice. That's as far. That's all I know. <laughs> nice. The meme of Spider-Man, the guy dressed as Spider-Man in the grocery store with the Uncle Ben rice. <laughs> <laughs> on the floor crying is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> no, but I agree with Frank here with uh, revisioning her and making Aunt May kind of younger. Yeah. Contemporary. Yeah, like my aunts aren't that old. That's right. True, like, how yeah. many of your aunts are really? I mean, but the idea old. was it wasn't her, his grandparents, right? It's just an aunt or uncle, but it was an older figure that he could look up to, it's you like, know, and also the fragile figure of him too, kind of. I'm no, gonna be honest. See, they did a smart thing with them. The movies, the new ones, mm-hmm. the father figure that he looks up to is Iron Man. Yes. He wants so, to impress Iron Man, right? Yeah. Well, who doesn't? It always comes back to that guardian thing. You need that mentor. You need that person who's going to shepherd you. I think that's an unwritten rule. You need someone who guides you. You need the guiding light figure. So what was Tony Stark's then? Tony Stark's is... His parents passed away when he was young, according to the last... um, Tony Stark's is the shadow of his father. Okay. His father lived well into his teenage years, based on the cinematic universe. Civil War, I believe, uh, they show him as a teenager, at least a teenager. And Um, his father was very wealthy, very successful, very intelligent. Yeah. They both got to work with Cap. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of cool. Well... He has that rivalry with Cap because the dad always used to tell Tony about how great Captain America was, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. That was interesting. I wasn't lying. Something about, I guess, origins is you know most most superheroes have um, most superheroes have powers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I think part that's probably a big one. <laughs> yeah, pro- power. Yeah, part <laughs> of your part of your origin story should include unwritten rule. How you attain your powers, or at least, or how you discover them. Yeah, how you were imbued because, with them. Like when I think of the X Men, right? Because that's I wasn't big into comics like you guys were, um, 
the only time I read some comics was when I was going up to a cottage and my parents said there was a TV up there and lied to me. Mm. So I had to stop off at the convenience store and find <laughs> something. I'm like, oh, comics. I like the X-Men TV show, so I'll you know buy these fucking comics. Mm-hmm. And they're you know inter- interesting at the time. I ended up buying some cards. I remember having like Apocalypse's card, like those really cool Marvel. Oh, like, yeah. They, they had some really cool looking cards. 90s were the best. Yeah. Power cards or whatever they're Yeah, yeah I, I got, got the full set. Yeah, me and my friend. I thought they were like clear ultras, ones. if that, that was. That was something. Ultra Power, I, I think it was those, called. Their, those were cool. Yeah, yeah. I remember those. And, uh, but I mean, X Men were what I grew up watching on TV. The Saturday morning cartoons, whenever I can get get to watch them, uh, that X Men animated series in the nineties mm-hmm. on Fox was incredible. Yes, it was. Do you know what's you know what's very weird about the X Men? What's that? I think about if the X Men were something that came out now, and we have a lot of like gene testing. Mm-hmm. Right, like things like to, to what you're allergic to, mm-hmm. maybe what if ancestry, you have any, your DNA, and all that stuff. DNA. Well, it's like now, wouldn't they be able to find out if you were a mutant? Like, how cool would it be to know at like five? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, you're gonna end up having a power. The X Men were all people who were born with the power. Right? Correct. Yeah. Well, no, they're they're born with the de- with, with the, the gene, de- gene and then it, it unlocks in their teenage that's years. That's right. That's right. So yeah, I guess so. Somewhere younger. So but discovering yeah. your powers is the unwritten rule there. I don't know. See, I I like the idea of of accidentally obtaining the powers. Well, I I mean, there's got to be. It doesn't apply to everybody, I guess. Yeah, I'm universally discovering them because, you know. Okay. Yeah, I like the discovering part. It's kind of like discovering your sexuality. Mm, Once you find it, it's this wonderful thing. I like it. You know, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty weird that inhumans take a completely different sort of perspective on the origin story. They almost completely shit on the origin story. We were just talking about all the things you need to make the origin story work. Mm-hmm. With the Inhumans, it's you're a teenager. You carry a. They know every Inhuman carries a like a gene in them that can be unlocked, mm-hmm. and you just get put in a chamber. They mm-hmm. fill it with this mist from these crystals, and you either turn into whatever it is that your superpower is going to yeah. be, or you turn into a like primitive life form, like a giant ape person okay okay so an alpha prime is what did they do it. that in one of the movies because inhumans was a show right it like, was a show it was a very awful show but the, the book was the books are good okay for hmm. the most part well i i you know what i agree with that it's it's discovering i like that discovering because I, I put down accidentally obtaining your powers like and there's a lot that happens like that spider-man hulk a toxic avenger daredevil Remember that guy well, i mean all daredevils is heartbreaking well wasn't mm-hmm. the uh, the deal when it came to the separating of the movie studios was fox had all the rights to the mutants which means they were born with them and fantastic four and, and their fa- subsidiaries so does that mean everything else you had to have obtained like the avengers they've all obtained their power not true not all but a good no, a good ac- chunk actually yeah. this this is a great little mm-hmm. rule becoming the hero an avenger would notice okay mm-hmm. obviously when it comes to somebody gaining powers one of the things that i think is a little bit of a rule i don't think you should be seen as a superhero if you're already a god okay yeah you're like nobody should look at thor and be like what a superhero he is Mm -hmm. they should look at him and go he's he's being a god i think a god is above superhero yeah i mean yeah yeah he's a god yeah was a superman fall into that i would think he's godlike he's godlike he can be killed yeah, yeah, it's very he's hard not, though, and not, not, but not by anyone on Earth. 
Can Thor mm, be anyone, killed? Anyone that has a pe- yeah, Thor can. I, I guess Thor. If can you say that has a piece of kryptonite outside of someone going to space and getting that shit, some of it on Earth. Anyone on Earth isn't gonna kill Superman. So outside of anyone named Batman, apparently. Okay, so apparently. here, guys, I'm gonna. This is one of my unwritten rules. You must have a weakness. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Nobody likes that overpowered. That's the, that, see, this is why I don't like Superman, because when he was written originally, he was written so that any villain that came up with him, he had the thing against him. Yeah, the upper hand. Exactly. So if it was someone that was like super hot, he had the ice breath. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like the way they writ, wrote him originally was so that he was just the perfect thing. Mm. And that's never jived well with me. You need that like really obvious weakness. Yeah. Like, like Batman. Batman has to figure out how to beat you. Same with, actually, the similarities between Tony Stark and Batman are, like, ridiculous. If you think about it, though, if DC didn't fuck up after, because that Nolan-Batman trilogy might be the best comic book movies, like, at least in a trilogy, for sure. Right now, now for me, there are only two or three done, but Guardians has given it a run for its money. It is, but what I'm saying is for when it came out. The pretty good, too, actually. Look, the first three? They've had a lot of t- practice with all these Marvel movies, so like mm-hmm. I expect that now. I expect that call it, but when that came out, like those Nolan movies are still great. Oh yeah, and, and that's roughly when did when did they come out, Matt? You would two thousand five Batman Begins came out, two thousand eight Dark Knight, twenty twelve Dark Knight Rises. Jesus. So it started before Iron Man. So that could have they could have been the first ones to kick off the great comic book movies, but DC just didn't have it in them. I don't know what happened. Guys, the first movie that kicked off everything was a Marvel movie. From New Line Cinemas, and it was called Blade. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, mm-hmm. that's Bla- not ever referenced when did since. Blade, guys, no, Batman pre- still before that in the 80s. So, like, he there didn't. was Blade. Blade was great. The last, like, notable superhero movie before that was, oh. like, the fourth. Eric Bana. No, nope. <laughs> no, it was the fourth Batman movie. I think it was Batman and Robin, the, the Joel Silver movie. Oh. Which was the one with, uh, with Jim Carrey as the Riddler? That was Batman forever. forever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I actually saw that with your brother, yeah. Matt, in the theater. You know, you know what's funny? There's a great little hear... thing about that movie and why uh, after Batman Returns, they switched to like getting Jim Carrey into the movie. And it was because McDonald's had the licensing and they wanted to appeal more to kids. Mm. I'm like, I'm not kidding at all. That's why Joel Schumacher, who had the right, he had to make it very like cartoony and wacky. Yeah. You know, Man. every time I think of Batman Forever, though, like I heard the song yesterday on the radio. Is it U2? What's that song? Kiss by uh, Rose by no, Seal. That, but there's a U2 song. It sounds like, like a kind Kiss of futuristic. Kiss me, kill me. Something thrill me? No, that was from earlier. That was from Batman One. No, I'm telling you, that's it. No, that's from Batman One. I think not forever. No, Batman One was it. Hold me is entirely scored by Prince. Hold me, thrill that's me, true. kiss me, kill me. Is that the one? Yeah, I that's, thought that was earlier than that. I mean, that's what it's saying on YouTube Guys, right now. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you. That is, you're the, right. It was done by Prince. The Prince of Purple. The Purple Clown Prince. <laughs> like I mean. Yeah, I swear Jack Nicholson is in the art thing and he's blaring Prince on this the boombox, yeah, right? The Party yeah. Man, one of the greatest songs ever made. Hmm, to Luca's right. point, I wanted to Touché. just kind of comment on the Nolan trilogy. Mm. I don't even consider those comic book movies. Like, I look at them as just like a standalone one-off yeah. thing because they're so grounded. Mm-hmm. And if you look at The Dark Knight, 
it's really like a mob movie bank heist. That's the best. Just one. with character, like comic themed characters where like you look at the Marvel stuff and they're really comic book esque. Yeah. That's actually, it's interesting you say that Matt, because I think part of what makes those movies so great is that they're grounded in what would be perceived as a plausible reality. Mm-hmm. So guys, plausible little reality check. Do superheroes need to use their powers? Like, is it is it required? It, if you end up with superpowers, do you have to fight crime? Do you have to fight injustice with them? I, I think it depends on you. You would know yourself as a person at that point. If you know you're mentally unstable and you have like powers that can, you know, level buildings. You're, you're a villain. It's just going to happen. Well, I mean, if if you're po- possible, you know, if you have to make a choice, I'd say, you know, lay back a little bit. Yeah. Unless you really want to be a villain, then go for it. Fuck. So kind of like Hulk. He never really wants to get mad and become the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. But it is, a, it is a choice. I, I think you're right. It's You know you have this and, you know, dare I quote, you, you know, Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Great power gonna, comes great responsibility. Oh, so you have these else. powers um, and it's what you choose to do with them. I actually really, really like Spider-Man's take on it in, in the Hulk last coming, one. Yeah. Homecoming, yeah. Yes. Where he's like. Talking Not to, even homecoming. No, it was in Civil War. Civil War he was talking he, to Robert Downey Jr. That's yeah, right. He, he basically says, like, once you have powers and you don't do anything with them, the bad stuff that happens to people is kind of your fault now because you could have yep. prevented it. That scene is so good. I it know. Is. When he explains, like, because yeah, I love that. He's like, why are you doing this? He's like, because when you have my powers, mm-hmm. you have no choice. You know, it'd be like a terrible superpower. Like you're like invincible, but everything that hits you just really hurts more oh, than yeah. anyone else. Like somebody starts firing tennis balls off at you, and it feels like you're getting shot with like a shotgun. You're like in fetal position, just like crying. That's amazing. Isn't that called being like a hemophiliac or something like that? Uh, hypochondriac. It's a hypochondriac. That's, that's is that the one no, where you bruise really easily. A hemophiliac might be that, but a hypochondriac is where you you hear of something like let's just say you hear of like the avian bird flu going around. You're like I got it. I, that's that symptom. I have that. No, hemophiliacs when you can't stop your bleeding yes yes I yeah so something that yeah, like, you bruise a lot bruise yeah because bruising is eternal bleeding no yes so, well no internal bleeding it, yeah you said eternal In, yes <laughs> forever <laughs> bleeding I'm like, I'm like no that's that's hemophilia um yeah oh, no man, I, I always think so about funny. I, one of the things i always think about with superheroes particularly I, I don't know why i just think about it a lot with the avengers like they could make a killing in in just the utilities and the construction world. Oh, yeah, think about for it. sure. Thor could make a mint with his own hydro company. He could. <laughs> yeah. Thor. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, Hulk, Incredible Hulk demolitions. Just per- destroy buildings. The Flash with r- running on a treadmill to do clean renewable energy. Not even energy. that. Not even I, I, that. Think about it. If he does piecework, how much money he would make with that speed? Oh, oh yeah, you just learn a trade. In one hour, Done. he'd make more than you'd make in a year. Dude, yeah. what about like the people that can fly? They could essentially be the evolution of Uber and Lyft. Doc Ock could be the world's greatest bricklayer. He, he could be really yeah. good at he that. He could program ex- like in tri- like very intricate patterns into his little pack and just <laughs> done. I really, I, I agree with Thor. I see he's, he's multifaceted Thor, right? Cause he can create wind. So you got wind energy. He can create lightning. So that's another renewable source, but I think he can be a great YouTube star. Why? 
Because, and, the, and I thought about this, there's a YouTube channel of a hydraulic press that crushes things. Okay. And it gets at millions of views. Like, they'll put rubber bands. It was hot. It was really things. hot in 2017. Oh, 2018, it, not as oh, much. Oh, like it's still there. It's still there. It's there. Like but, drop Mjolnir on stuff. Yeah. Like, but the funny thing is, is we know the outcome. It's going to crush it every time. But he can play... And kind of warm up the crowd that maybe it won't this time. And he just laughs at the end because like, of course it's going to do it. Maybe, maybe this dozen eggs are worthy of my <laughs> I think it'll be great. And his character, especially coming into Thor Ragnarok, right? He's just, he's that charismatic and he's, he's really funny. And I think he'll egg it on. I think it'll be a good charm. He'll get millions of hits every time. He'll be a YouTube star. Here's an interesting little question. It's been plaguing superheroes and supervillains since the dawn of time. Anonymity. Do you go public with your identity, or do you keep it a secret? Anonymity. I, yeah, I think I agree with you. If you have people that you care about, like that's number one. What if, if you, you got no go one? What if you got no one? Then you can do what you want. <laughs> I mean, unless you like, but you have to. You know what? You can't prepare for fe- what the future brings to you. The first family of of Marvel, the Fantastic Four, they went public. They were like so, rock stars. Well, Tony Stark as yeah. well as Iron Man. Yeah. I I'd, I'd say keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. Even if you have nobody, because I wouldn't want the celebration of being a superhero by doing the right thing and the good thing, right? So you wouldn't do it for the fame? No, man. But I think I do it for the culture, as the kids say. Of all the superheroes, who do you think was the worst? <laughs> who do you think was the worst at keeping their secret identity? Superman. <laughs> yeah, uh, hands down. Pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know. Superman. He seemed to get away with it. But he, he took off his glasses, Frank. I'm pretty sure if you took your glasses off, I'd be like, oh my God, who the, the fuck 50s, is this? In the 50s, everybody, for some reason, seemed ignorant. It's like, this dude's got glasses and a, and a bowler hat on, and no one can figure out who he is. I like, feel like it's people, like it's meant for people who are now like living through the 50s who have like very bad eyesight. Like that's yeah. the perfect superhero for them. I just picture like some guy looking, just passing by like Clark Kent in the street and being like, oh, look, there's an ordinary man. <laughs> oh, look, there he's flying in the sky. <laughs> oh, man, it's a different man, clearly, because he's flying and he doesn't have glasses on. Let's grab women inappropriately and drink. <laughs> I always thought Spider-Man was always like the closest to getting it blown up in his face. Really? He did all the time. Yeah. Sp- yeah, Spider- like, I was going to say it was Spider-Man. Yeah, he was terrible at it. Yeah, everybody knew. Aunt May found out. <laughs> yeah. Mary- MJ found out like 10 minutes in. I love Gwen Stacy. I'm pretty sure his every- friend finds out in the new movie. Every single yeah, girl Spider-Man good. dated, I'm pretty sure at some point found out he was Spider-Man. That's probably when you're a teen because you really want to yeah. show off. Yeah. He's, he's, tr- he's possibly trying to, you know, get to get to that next stage of them it's he's trying to break webs all over the tits he's trying to wow you just went (laughs) literally and figuratively i was gonna say he's just trying to break the ice and the way to do is just like i'm (laughs) spider-man that's an easy uh it's hard for a girl to say to not be impressed by that it's one of those things where like you know you know you go out at night he's a teenager yeah you get back at five in the morning every night at some point you're single mother aunt is gonna look at you and go like where were you last night yeah like what and the hell you, and if you don't answer honestly she's gonna start to snoop she's gonna think you're on drugs at the very least but back to the anonymity thing i just thought of the main reason why you want to keep uh, anonymous hmm. in case you create uh, commit a crime <laughs> they can't pin it on you that's why you keep anonymous well, i mean 
being a crime fighter is a crime in itself. But you might do something that technically wasn't legal. And, uh, mm. you know, let's say you jaywalked and someone just really wants to get on you. It's like Spider-Man, you jaywalked 62 times in one minute. But think about, kill a man. think about it now. Like, you're, you're, you're trying to become an Avenger. You're trying to, you know, you're becoming a superhero. You're finding yourself. Let's talk about today's day and age. Social media is everywhere. Yeah, like, people are going to find, if you're not careful, people will find out who you are. Right? Oh, yeah. So you got to be very clever on how you stay anonymous. And I think part of that, too, might be even with, like, your costume that you choose. Because we didn't really dive into that. Or your name. Um, well, yeah. the, the name. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Luca Man. <laughs> okay, so, okay, let's, 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 let's focus on that a bit. Usually, usually in popular culture, what has defined a superhero's name and costume is either the animal that influenced them becoming that way <laughs> Or whatever their superpowers. So, like, if you could control tornadoes, your name would be Tornado Man. Windy? Or, or Storm. Or Storm. Like, if you had the power to control it, you'd be Storm. If you uh, shoot beams out of a cycloptic visor, you are Cyclops. <laughs> a single eye. You know, I still think they should have called uh, Professor X Wheels, but... <laughs> or Skidmark. I've always liked the name Skidmark. Here comes Skidmark. Hey, Skids. Uh, no, Skidmark has another mission for us. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny though. Think go back to the costumes, right? A lot of them are pretty. You know, they're pretty decent. They they give off the persona. They may uh, accentuate their powers in a certain way. But I, I was always curious with ones that wear tights, specifically guys more like Spider Man because a young teen. Do you ever think he had problems with what when he's like in his suit being Spider Man? Might get a little excited. He's young. He's a teenager. Do you ever think that came that that happens? Honestly, like how do you conceal that? Spider Man did most of his crime fighting at night. There's shadow play there. <laughs> you could say it's the web design. It's kind of like those. Uh, you the see pleats. those navy ships with the those pleats. like. I'm, you know those navy ships with those uh, those interesting like patterns, so, so you don't know which way they're going. I'm Chef pretty Hans? sure it's like it's, it's positioned a certain way, so you don't know which way it's going. I'm pretty sure he had that down there. It's mm. the micro model in my. <laughs> In I'm just, suit. you know, I'm curious if they if, probably have something in between. If though. now think about that though, Let, let's that's Spider-Man, a fictional character. We're talking about, you know, maybe us, right? We're we're becoming yeah, an Avenger, yeah. right? And we're creating a suit. You got to think about that sort of thing, especially as Trick. a guy. Your your tights up and down, and it's it's a one piece. Well, the first rule to getting your uh, costume, if you're especially if you're going to use spandex. The fruit aisle in the supermarket and grab a banana or a zucchini, whatever you want. <laughs> maybe a couple of plums. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want him to think he got all dick and no balls. I guess so. I guess you so. Know, <laughs> you it's, know it's, it's a serious like, problem yeah, if you think is, about it. Really it. Think is. about your costume right it now. Is. Imagine, imagine just, if he wasn't packing much and then he tells one of his, you know, those girls he's saying, I'm Spider-Man. Oh, oh. I want, <laughs> we should, you know, you're, you seem like a very nice guy. Does your superpower enlarge downstairs? <laughs> or? Well, it's like Mr. Fantastic. That guy, he's, yeah. he's writing his own ticket, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hands it's like, down. It's like Mallrats, the thing. He has the obsession with the things. Do you think humans tor human torches catches fire too? I, or does that part just stay normal? All oh, I know is fire. that guy has a whole new definition to rug burn. <laughs> yeah, good but point. The name. Okay, hold on. The name <laughs> is an interesting one too because... Sometimes I think about Spider-Man and Batman in my head and I go, geez, I can't think of two less frightening things. Like if you were, okay. I'm if, not a fan of spiders, so that if, scares me. But hold on a second. Boom, Batman. If, I want Clown you, like, Man would scare a lot of people. But I want you to think about something. Spiders, how many have you killed in your life? Yeah, probably, but how? Probably hundreds. How many do they, like how many people are terrified of them? It doesn't matter that they're terrified of them. I'm, it's the fact that like, 
they, they get killed in record numbers every year. If you're in Australia, you're savage. Well, are you scared of Australian spiders? Have you seen those videos on the internet where there's like a, a massive a huntsman thing? spider? Yeah. Jesus well, Christ. Well, I'll tell you, I'd be really afraid of of Australian Spider-Man. <laughs> that was good. Well played. <laughs> Australian <laughs> Spider-Man is like some jack dude that got bit by like a massive spider. A huntsman spider. But fuck Kiwi Spider-Man. I can't. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, those those spiders will fuck you up. Huntsman spiders are, are gross. So Spider-Man scares me, yes. Bat, I'm not a fan of bats either. Like, I don't know if you've ever walked around and you've seen like the bats come like low and not what, a fan of them. What about like a like Doc Ock? That scare you? No, but I mean, not by the name. The names, the names. No, don't really... but when you got like eight arms or four, four arms coming at you, destroying shit and gr- like throwing yeah, that's things. That's scary. The name doesn't matter for yes. the fear. Vultures are scary. About the name. True. The name alone has to strike fear. Well, the two big ones for me is Carnage and Venom. Yeah, it doesn't get scarier than that. Mm-hmm. Those are solid names. But Hands like down. what, like Captain America? You, well, I just imagine a guy wearing fucking like, like cut off uh, jeans into jean shorts with an American bandana around his head. And I just a think of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's it. Yeah. How has nobody created a, a character? You know, I'm fucking copywriting it right now. If I can, Captain America, Cap Captain Cap- America, oh Captain America. Because like, well, it's a, it's really close to Captain America. No, but you but spell it America. Yeah, yeah, I get M-U-R-I-C-A. it. U R I C A. I get it. Man, but what, you're, what, what do you want out of a name to like you're a superhero what Frank what do you want out of a name to strike fear into the, your enemies I, I would be well, knife guy well here I actually AK have, I have a rule I'd be uh, actually pretty cool <laughs> AKs are deadly guns very versatile withstand Deadpool's multiple a, different Deadpool's pretty good but again he's also isn't he an anti-hero Deadpool he is well he's I mean, he, he kind of transcends it all it depends who's writing him but I have a rule about the name thing. Yep. Okay. It's that a name doth not make the hero. The hero doth not make the name? Yes. No, the, the hero doth make the name. Doth make the name. Okay. So, like, you could have the stupidest fucking name, like the Flater Mouse, or uh, you could be the Tick, or, you know, even... Uh, Incognito Man. The Purple Man. The Purple Man's a great villain. Lunchbox. I'm just saying... I think that it's more the actions of the individual that mm. will determine whether they're good. Because if you were like, if you were a kid in the 1940s, 50s, and you saw Batman, he's a Batman. He wears his underwear outside And especially of if you tights. saw the, the 1940s version of Batman. But then you find out that he's the world's greatest detective. Mm-hmm. You find out that he's a fucking trained ninja. From like the scariest fucking ninja clan that ever lived. An escape but, artist. An uh-huh. escape artist. And charming as fuck. He's super smart, rich, so he has the resources to fuck your shit up. I mean, pretty much describing Tony Stark minus the ninja thing. <laughs> right. It's true. Like, you kind of bring up a point about what you do, right? I, Batman Begins, they touch on that. What does he say to Katie Holmes' character, Rachel Dawes? It's not what you say that defines you, but what you do. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. Talk is cheap. Damn straight. Yeah, it's got to... But don't forget, too, right? The name's got to be catchy enough, something that people would like, it'll catch on, and then something that maybe the Avengers would notice. All right, so what about, like, the Crucifier? What if you named yourself the Crucifier? I don't think they'd want someone called the Crucifier I mean, in their team, Matt. You're missing the point. People, if you're, you're crucifying bad people... 
then you're you're not crucifying them. You're I, avenging. You're saving. Yeah, them. but like the Winter Soldier, you're saying that's a better name. It's kind of a cool sounding name. It though. is. Yeah, cool. it's pretty bad. What about White Wolf? Not also cool. You know what? Yeah, the crucifier. The crucifier specializes in shutting down one person, and that is anyone with the initials JC. <laughs> I was gonna go somewhere totally different. Thank God I didn't. <laughs> 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 I, had, I had a point I completely forgot because nope. of, of the sacrilege that just occurred um, <laughs> partners so here's a big thing like everybody every, most major superheroes have some sort of a partner or a sidekick it was very common what do you guys feel about about super superheroes having their sidekicks because teams are one thing like the Avengers that's a team. That's a team of real great individuals yeah. coming together, fucking shit up. They can do shit individually. But that's the key. They're a group of individuals. Mm, that come together as a team, led right. by Captain America. They, they play no, well with others. They're on the same level. The sidekick is kind of your bitch. It's mm-hmm. kind of like having their own little, like, No one wants to be Robin, let's face it. Well, the thing I always think about the partnership in, a t- in like, a, a tag team, a dynamic duo is, like, if one guy's off one day, you're essentially carrying a bunch of dead weight. Like, picture what it is to be Batman, have to worry about fighting the Joker, and then worry on top of that yeah. that Dick Grayson isn't getting killed. Yeah, there's some, like, you know, a group of, like, three kids started picking on Robin, and now he's, like, you know, getting beat up by three kids, and Batman has to worry about that now, too. I think the reason they do it, and they kind of rate the sidekick, sidekick in, sidekick, could you imagine, um, is weakness. It adds a weakness to the hero. Because he's preoccupied and he has something mm. else to worry about. I don't know. I feel like Marvel did a good job at like how many. I can't even name another sidekick but Robin off the top of my head. Yeah, sticking uh-huh. with the Marvel universe, who's got sidekicks? Uh, Winter well, I mean, Soldier kind of was a sidekick Bucky, to Captain America. Bucky, Bucky no, Barnes. but he was Bucky then. No, but that's not when he was as, Captain America. But even as the Winter what? Soldier, he, on here? later on he becomes Caps. Sidekick. Spoiler alert Sidekick. for everyone else: <laughs> Falcon. Falcon's kind of a, a, a bitch bird. War Machine. What about War um, Machine is Iron Man's sidekick? Not really. Yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't call him his sidekick. Yeah, Iron yeah, Man does all I mean, by himself. Rhodey is literally in his like alter ego as well, a sidekick to Tony Stark. I don't know. I don't I yeah. don't know. I don't agree with in him being every, a sidekick. In every conceivable way. I, I mean, you so. could even consider Alfred a sidekick to Batman. He does yeah. his own thing. Supergirl and Superboy. No, no, going back to, to War Machine and Rhodey. Rhodey eventually, he War Machine does his own thing. Oh my god, are you like? Yeah, are you so really? Is, are you advocating for War Machine? He's a bitch. I'm not. I'm explaining why he's not a sidekick. He's totally he's a, a sidekick. He does bitch. his own thing. If you take Robin and Batman, Robin doesn't do anything without Batman. Yeah, he does. He doesn't go anywhere sure, without. Yeah, he him. literally no, started he his own team. He has yes. his own team. Team Titan. Teen Titans. Not to mention, and Nightwing does his own. Thing and watches in a separate part of the city. If you take the, the actual Batman comics, does Teen Titans fit into there? No, Teen Titans is a totally separate thing. Robin what, what has, about, what and about, Nightwing have their own comics? Yeah, I was gonna say Nightwing. What about Night? What about when he's Nightwing? God damn. Can we all? Okay, guys, I'll settle us right now. We can all agree that everyone's sidekick in the Avengers is Hawkeye. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Where is he? He's <laughs> everywhere. He's Apparently retired. Not. He's retired. He did not retire. He came out of retirement in Civil War. Well, he came to help. Guys, is that a superpower? He, he wanted he ne- to see first. But he's just good at archery? Like, he, what's his no, power? He, like, he never misses. Is that it? That's his thing. He never yeah, he misses. Never misses. Yeah. What, what if, like, you know, he has to pretend to miss, like, somebody? He's got exceptional aim. To put it in perspective, his superpower, if that's what it is, 
is another character's superpower who's a villain, and that villain totally fucks up the life of the person who he goes after. Bullseye. Yeah. Bullseye mm-hmm. is Daredevil's arch nemesis, and a lot of people think it's Kingpin. It's Bullseye. And, hey, man, he killed, like, two of his all-time loves. It's true. Because he could never, because he doesn't miss when he throws shit. I love that line in the movie when they're like, how's retirement going? He's like, played around to golf. <laughs> Shot 18. Yeah. Like, that's when you start thinking, you're not really, Hawkeye isn't that, you know, crucial, if you will, in my opinion. No, it's why, not. Why doesn't he go play, like, basketball? And, like, that's there's some serious money to be made. Like LeBron yeah. James money. He could make more than LeBron James. That guy's well, going to be a only threes that guy's going to hit? I mean, if we're going to go by Spider-Man logic, I didn't do those things before, so well, I really shouldn't do them now. I agree. I'd just make the money. Yeah, but yeah, Hawkeye's I mean, got nothing else going for him. Well, he's got a family and kids. Like, nobody wants him there. He just shows up. <laughs> he's He, he is nobody literally there. Black Widow's sidekick. And, he, and no one thought and, she could have a sidekick. And she's like a sidekick. To every single Marvel character. Like, here, look at the, look at the Avengers poster, Infinity War. No, more, no Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. But yeah, is he going to appear? Yes, noticed. they didn't invite him. The internet's noticed. They didn't invite him to the party, yet I have a feeling he's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's that I guy you say, keep calling. I keep hope don't he's tell. the one to defeat Thanos. <laughs> that would be the funniest thing ever. Like he shoots an arrow in his dick and just <laughs> blows off, and Thanos just is like, I don't want the glove anymore. <laughs> Lady <laughs> Death won't love me now. Uh, guys, quickly. Mm-hmm. Tragic Flaws. I mean, we talk about, we go right back to the one of the first most notable in history, the Achilles heel. Achilles picked up by his mother, who was a goddess, I believe it was Hera, dipped him in waters that would protect his entire body and made him the world's greatest warrior, undefeatable, except he had one weak spot, his I mean, heel. I mean, we, I guess you, did you throw in the rule or unwritten rule that everyone needs to have a weakness? I would say a tragic flaw is different than a weakness. Would you? I'll give you an example. For somebody like Batman, his no, not Batman's a bad example. We'll use he has no weakness. We'll use we'll use somebody like Clark Kent. Okay, mm-hmm. Clark Kent's big weak big like his actual weakness is kryptonite. His tragic flaw is that he sympathizes with humanity. Uh-huh. Okay, he's constantly trying to protect it. If Superman wanted, he could enslave the shit out of us. Yeah, that's true. It's exactly like Spider Man's. Spider-Man's tragic flaw is he tries to be the hero, and doing so, he fails. Yeah, that's what is Spider-Man's essence. They all seem to share a similar one, kind of like. No, it's different. It's different with some of them. Well, I'm just thinking about like the Avengers: Civil War. You know, where they had to choose which side to be on, and then they jailed some of the Mm -hmm. some of the Avengers, right? Because they wouldn't conform, and you know they're probably strong enough to break out, and they. You know, just they stay sit in, in their cells and yeah. they pretty much wait for their freedom. And I thought they did get busted out, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I want to touch I on that. Mad. I want to touch on that in one second. But you mm-hmm, had brought mm-hmm. up both the tragic flaws, why some of them can be more complex. I think a great example of that. And we'll get back to being being jailed and which side you side with that because that's a little treat for later. Mm-hmm. With somebody like Daredevil, Daredevil has so much duality. He's a Christian. But he's he, the so, devil. So like El Diablo. That'd be a, that would be a better name than hey Daredevil. Man, Christian, who, my team. Christian who sports a Satan, a Satan esque like homage. Mm-hmm. If you look at his views on law, he's a lawyer. He fights for justice in the court. Mm-hmm. When he fails 
in the court. He seeks it outside the court through vigilantism, which is essentially completely counter to what he is in his daytime life. Yeah. So basically what I'm getting is Matt Murdock is just a very confused individual. He can't say no to a pretty lady either. And he can't see. It's kind of like, um, what was that? Is she pretty? Yeah. Well, he's, he's in the eyes of the beholder. Oh, wait, never mind. He can't. Yeah. <laughs> he sees with his nose. He smells the shit out of him. Well, like, was it the uh, off topic, but we'll, we'll go back quickly. But was it the, the Ray movie with um, Ray Charles movie? Oh, he loved it. It was uh, Jamie Foxx was Ray Charles, right? Yes. Yeah. And he said he'd, he'd always, they're like, how does he always get the most beautiful women? He just like grabbed their wrists. Like he knew by like their wrist size or something. So like everyone has their own method. I wonder what Matt Murdock was. I, p- I picture, and I'm not trying to throw Ray Charles under any buses here, but I just imagine at some point Ray Charles is like, man, your face is squishy and you only have this one little nose. Where's the rest of, I feel like he, he groped some people. He groped a lot of people. <laughs> yes. Moving along, uh, what I'd like to do now, something a little different, uh, with Avengers coming up, to set the stage where all of our favorite superheroes were left at the end of the Civil War that occurred in the superhero community, the government put together some accords with the rest of the governments of the world that would basically require any superhero or super-enhanced person to register as one of those people. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we'll call it a, a superhero registration mm-hmm. act. It's not what they called it? Yeah. Well, what? the movie was called the Soviet Accord. The Soviet Correct. Soviet Accord. Anyway, so we're going to go around such the table. a t- loser. I'm, I, I, <laughs> we don't want to say it. It's okay. It's sad how like, I know this stuff off the top of my head. The ridiculous part is, is like... On the flip side, the X-Men have the same thing with the Mutant Registration Act. Yes, they yeah. do. And actually, one of the cool things about the X-Men, they were just like a metaphor for Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. I don't think that's true, is it? Yeah. Prof- mm-hmm. Professor X was written to be the representation of Martin Luther King Jr. And prof- and Malcolm X was Magneto. the equivalent of Magneto. Just look at their ideologies. One's by any means necessary. The other one's like... Okay. We can unite with yeah. Anyway, so true. Side, that's a whole side issue. Interesting, didn't know that. But if you were a super enhanced person and you had the ability to be a superhero, what would you side with? Who would you side with? Would you side with signing the registration act and team captain or team Iron Man, or would you be against registering with the government and team America or team Captain America, and why? So I guess at this point now we've we've made the name for ourselves. We've, we're noticed. Ashton, saying, hey, Ashton is super spiky hair man. Why aren't you know, part of the team? Matt's guy incognito. Guy incognito. Yes. Luca. It's Luca. I thought you were given the name. Um, oh no no! <laughs> if you guys have names that you've created, uh, my name's called. Um, I don't know if this is a good name or not, but Straight Shooter. I like it. Straight. Okay, we got straight shooter. We got. I'll tell you the truth. That's my power. Guy incognito. Guy incognito. Simpson episode. <laughs> what was? I didn't go too far into it. I don't know. Um, be like Matt. Your hair isn't going today. It ain't going right today. Ashton. I could be short stack. Short stack. I like it, and I'm gonna be mediocre, man. Very nice. Okay. That's another good one. 
All right. My superpower is I can't be mediocre. I don't know if we should stick with the names, but I think we should prep for next week's episode. Yeah, I don't like that name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we can make a new name, but let's, after we go through this, we'll make our own superheroes and discuss what our superhero would be next week. I like like it. I like it a lot. Oh, no, sorry. (laughs) Someone sent me something. It's like trying to like boo me or something. So, I mean, if somebody's superpower was not being on their phone right now. Yeah, trying to win some money. Leave me alone. Okay. Clearly, you won. This cruise is coming. Um, so we were part of the Avengers now. The tap you on the shoulder. What do you go with? All right. Um, for I'll start. For me, it's I've always liked Team Cap. There's so, something about Iron Man that I really like. Maybe it's his charm. Maybe it's his his good looks and his money and his smarts. Man, I really like Iron Man. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's Team Cap and his ideology of you know what? At the end of the day, governments can be shady, and I feel that governments have agendas. So if you're if you're trying to fight crime and do good, but only the way the government wants you to, the part of me doesn't like that. With with Cap, he's about doing what's right to help the people. And, and it's like these choice. people, and, and making that choice, these people need our help. We have these abilities to help them. Let's do it. Unfortunately, yes, when you do that, sometimes there are casualties. Sometimes there can be you know repercussions of that. But it's that difficult decision you have to make when you are a superhero or someone that has that power is, you know, do you let, you know, three die to save a hundred? Mm. Right, but that's the choice you kind of have to make. Well, so that's that's why I, I'd go with uh, with the Iron Man. Get the hell out! No, no, think about We're it. We're not friends because sometimes you get so invoked in like you're just so involved in your situation. You're like, I have to get this bad guy, and you don't even realize the casualties around you. Sometimes mm. you just you're just so focused on something you can't see around you. At mm. least if you have somebody on the outside, you know, looking at the situation impartially, mm-hmm. you know, they can. Like so what they said, like even I'm thinking the Batman, uh, was it uh, the Justice League where the buildings were crashing down on people and stuff like that? Was yeah. it not Justice League. It was, well, that's um, that's the whole thing you're describing. Yeah. It's like a superhero could get out of control and kill a bunch of innocent people and what not be held accountable for it. Yeah. Mm. Because what, all in the name of stopping, you know, Batman. From destroying and killing even Grr, more people. Bad man. And obviously, if you notice a corrupt government controlling you, you you know, that at that point, you might do a little switch over to Cap. So. I don't know, but would you? Because now you're so involved with them, you're, you're drinking their Kool-Aid. You're like, no, no, what they're saying is yeah, right. We well, got to do this. Well, See, that's assuming you're, yeah. you're assuming that you're turning. But you know what? Luke has given his reasons he for has, being team, team Iron Man. All right, so we got okay. one and one. So we have one against uh, registration, one for Matt. Short stacks with the Cap. I am with Cap. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Cap. Give me your reasons. Um, reasoning is the governments always have ulterior motives. There they is, got agendas. They have agendas. They have stuff that they serve. I mean, if it's for the economy or whatever it might be, there's always an ulterior mm-hmm. motive. Mm-hmm. And they'll use you. Like, like what if they're like, uh, short stack, that country over there has weapons of mass destruction. Boom. They also have In a bunch quotation. of oil. Can you bring yeah. that back with you? Exactly. Yeah. You can't necessarily trust what their <laughs> motives are. At least if you're with Cap, it's you're doing it for the right reasons in right. theory, right? Yeah. So he, that's he, my thing. And in both cases, that. shit's going to happen. There's going to be innocents that are going to, even with, with the government-controlled agendas, and they're going to say, well, okay, we're going to have you go and stop that villain. It's still going to happen. People are going to get hurt. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. The compass, the moral compass I follow, mm. that compass is located between my legs. And, and what I would do is I would go with Team Iron Man to start because that's where Black Widow was. Yeah. 
And when she jumps to Team Cap, I'm all about Team Cap. I'll be. I, You'd I'm, be a terrible superhero. I don't think you'd make it into the Avengers. I mean, my my superhero name is Mediocre Man. Very I, mediocre. Man. I'm, I'm mediocre man. You know, he goes where his nose tells him. Mm, follow and, your nose. And my crotch nose tells. You should just be called Fruit Loops. My crotch nose tells tells me that I need to follow the Black Widow. You gotta be careful with that. Like you give her the wrong stare, being a little too mediocre, and she's you know thinks you're coming on her. She can she can kill you. I think be, Frank would earn a new nickname because you know they say you can come up with yours, but if you know if another name sticks, they might stick yours. What would be, Frank's be? Like the creep. <laughs> that's when I go. That's when I become a bad guy. <laughs> hey, that name already exists, by the way. Is it a super or a villain or? Yeah, it's a villain. Really? In Batman. Isn't the reporter from Batman the guy? He becomes a creep. I'm pretty sure he's in the animated series. I don't know. Is he the guy that has the Google. He has the uh, shoe on his uh, the camera on his shoe. Yes, that's all, the guy. All I know Google is the creep Batman. See if that is lazy writing. Mm, okay, like, we, we talked about this, I think, on, on Gone Gaming because we were talking about Arkham Knight in the gaming series, but there's the calendar man. Yeah, he's a, real, he's a real he's a real I know he's, he's called Creeper. We could confirm Creeper, yeah, nice. I was gonna say we could confirm it. There's like four people on laptops and cell phones here. Okay, but. so we got uh, that top right picture is actually not bad. I have my glasses on though. So we got two and two. We're divided. Well, Frank's just. I mean, I, I sort of Frank swing. doesn't commit. To I anything. sort of swing it in the, the. He's on the fence, man. <laughs> it starts as a 50-50 split, but then I mm. tip the scales. Uh, guys, give me one. This will kind of be what our our golden rule will be for the unwritten rules. This is how we'll not end it because there's another little fun section I have planned. Okay. It's a weird little episode. I don't, I don't okay. need that. Give me your golden unwritten rule that applies to your personal superhero philosophy. I was going to go with like, uh, I'm, I'm st- my rules, my golden rule goes to the Avengers becoming an Avenger, right? Okay. And like the thing is, I think you have to have a complementary strength to become an Avenger. Ooh, I like that. I like it. Because, you know, like Iron Man's got like the technology flies around. You got Spider-Man. Like they, they all have something unique. They don't need two Hulk Hulks. is more physical. Like yeah. they don't need two Hulks going mental. No. That, although that would be good, actually. Like Hulk is kind of something you can use more of. But mm-hmm. like you don't need two Iron Mans. You got what, War Machine. He's kind of. I don't like seeing him there. See, Hulk is like a spice that you would put into a nice stew that's strong. Mm-hmm. If you put too much Hulk, all you're going to taste is Hulk. And that ain't good. No. Mm-hmm. So you have to control two hulks. Mm-hmm. I like that. Complimentary power. I like that's good. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. I totally uh, didn't come up with that now. For for me, I think my golden rule again of becoming an Avenger uh, is really you be you. Okay, when you think about yourself, you just you gotta be who you are. Because one, I'm sure they'll smell bullshit. But two. You know, just be yourself. Chances are you've already gotten a really good persona because you're getting noticed, right? You're, you've got these powers, so that kind of has to come out in you anyways. You fight for what's right. And most important, you have to, you must enjoy shawarma. <laughs> I, <laughs> a cheeky which, joke. Is that <laughs> the first like, Avengers? <laughs> based on Ashton's rule, I feel like at some point in his joining with the Avengers, somebody's going to look at him and be like, Ashton, there is no I in team or in Avengers. <laughs> but there is an Emmy, motherfucker. In Avengers? No, but in team. Oh. There's an yes, Emmy. there is. And now who's saying it's cheesy? So what joke? if what if they were what if they were like there's no I in Avengers? What do you do then? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna. I'm gonna. But that said, you be you is is my is I'm my gonna, golden rule. I'm gonna go to Matt. Matt. Golden unwritten rule of for becoming being a hero Avenger. or becoming an Avenger. Be very good with philosophy, and I'll tell you why. Why? Understanding just everything. Philosophy is rooted with everything. Understanding your actions, the way the world works, mm-hmm. villains think. Be intellectual. There's not really outside of Tony. There's none that are. Yeah, they're all kind of dumb. Yeah, there's not really like smart on a personal. So does that rule work? Because everybody else is dumb. It's not. You know, it's not that they're dumb. They're just. It's a different kind of smart. Tony is like a like like a real smart. smart. Yeah, genius. Oh, you got Bruce Banner as well. But he worked at it. It But they're like like science smart. Like I'm talking about trying to understand the world around you. The world around you. The people. That you're saving the reasons your actions are for what they are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like you wouldn't like maybe be able to like r- like swoop into a North Korea because maybe their government doesn't want your help. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 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 I think that's okay. Okay. an interesting sort of look on it. Is maybe what would happen in the real world if there was a real Avengers team? Mine's um. Mine, I was going to defer to Superman with the whole, like, when you can do super-powered things, you know, people get hurt, the bad things happen because of you. But I think that there's a much simpler thing that you can do when you become an Avenger. What's that? I think it's that you have to somehow find your way to make the team better. Much like Lucas said, Mm -hmm. it's... Not even that it has to be a complimentary power, but you have to be the person who's willing to, like Cap, be the fall guy. I think that, wait, actually, I take it back. My rule, my rule is you have to be willing to avenge. You, <laughs> it's, it's simple. No, wait, it's simple. no, guys, guys, it's, it sounds simple, but it's actually one of the biggest philosophical points in becoming a superhero we didn't touch on. What's that? If you notice, the Avengers have no qualms about killing. And for a lot of superheroes, Mm -hmm. the dividing line between what they do and what a villain does is that they kill and superheroes don't. Yeah, DC's really good with that. Like, Mm -hmm. they really drive that narrative home big time. Because technically, you're both breaking the law. Correct. One's being a vigilante. The other one's being a criminal or, like, involved in criminal, like, criminal activities. Criminal activities on the regular. It might not be organized. Well, I mean, some of them are pretty fucking organized, I but so. I'm just saying the big difference is the killing thing. Mm-hmm. Now, antiheroes have no qualms with that, but like avenging, if somebody comes in and kills, let's say a whole chunk of people on your planet and you choose to avenge them, I mean, avenging is, that means you're going to kill them, right? Yeah. It's being will. It's being will willfully ready to kill in the name of being wronged. Well, hmm. I don't think. But like them personally being wronged, I don't think. Like, but did the Avengers really kill anybody? They killed a shit ton of aliens. That's aliens. Though. No they got shit families. About aliens. No. Oh my god! You're, you're really gonna play that anti-alien now? Okay. Uh, <laughs> No, Let's no. Like, think about think about like the major yes, villains they did. outside the of Avengers Ultron. Did. No, the Who? Avengers did in uh, Captain America: Civil War. Scarlet Witch detonates the bomb, which ends up killing a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And that's what no, 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 no. But that's not who they were trying they to avenge. Trying they weren't to. trying to kill them. The people that the Avengers go after, I don't think they kill. Well, they're trying to kill. No, I'm pretty at, sure they at the end of that. Kill at the end of that. They're the battle between uh, Tony Stark and he's trying to kill. Um, He's trying to kill what's his name, Bucky or whatever. Who? 
Uh, sorry, Cap- Iron Man. Iron, Iron, Man's Iron Man's fighting the two of them because they knew Iron Captain America knew Bucky killed Tony yeah. Stark's But Tony they Stark's didn't parent. kill each other, and they Captain couldn't. No, they were... There's two on one. They were fighting. At the end of the day... They disabled each other. They that's what it the is. They didn't like, kill each other. Cap killed Red Skull. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I blocked that movie Cap out of my memory. So what happened in that? Actually, in World War II, Captain America killed a ton of people. Oh my God, he was killing left and right. Yeah, man. yeah but so was everybody else in World War II. Those are bad arguments. As a team for the Avengers, I don't think they've killed people they've gone after. Okay. Are you uh, telling me Scarlet. Thor punching in the beginning of uh, Age of Ultron, when he punches one of those guys, they're not dying? He's uh, a god. Also, hold on. Let's, but did they die on screen? Um... No, we're forgetting Black, Thank you. Black Widow is a trained assassin. But did yeah. she kill anybody? You're missing the point of what you just said. She kills. She kills. Go back and watch those movies. They kill. <laughs> I don't think you can think of Guys, anybody. This is the they fun kill. part. This is the fun little <laughs> oh, sign off part. I, I just want to get is. through it. I see. That I see. way we can we can all watch some playoff basketball because <laughs> it's big. It's big here in the city of T dot O dot. Yeah, yeah, we're game three. We're. Uh, it's a close game right now. Our Avengers, for all the years they stunk in the playoffs, Kyle right. Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. Trying to avenge that sweep from Washington last Let's game. hope those Toronto Maple Leafs can avenge their shitty-ass performance last game. Hey, 2013. Can I... Can I we were down quickly, 3-1. Can I quickly reel it back you know here? that ended, though. <laughs> can, I re, can I reel it back here? Because I think we might not have touched on something that I think is pivotal. Um, is... You know, maybe going a little further back before we became an Avenger was that do we do we have like that moment where you now know you become a superhero? Like, is there something that defines you? Did we yeah, talk about yeah, that? I mean, that's. I mean, I'm pretty sure when you save your first busload of people, yeah, well, but what that's what it, it is. Yeah. What, but that's what event? I'm asking. What is that thing that when you do something that an ordinary person couldn't? Like when you make a like the front page of the daily bugle like what is it what is that moment because i, th- I, I have think, a rule that for that and that's why i wanted to bring it back go ahead What's so for me that defining moment is something i think that pushes a you to your limits and to the point of breaking you mm, as a hero i don't know because if you think about it like and it's there's different ways this can happen but you know you look at iron man what was the one of the main things that defined him and also pretty much ruined him in, in the the avengers movie Making the arc reactor? No. No, when he took that missile during these aliens and he flew it himself into space to save everybody, that fucked him up for Iron Man 2 and 3. Right? That that was a defining moment. Captain America. Right? That's a defining moment for him. So I feel like as that moment, and I get it, gun on the front page of Daily Bugle is a good thing. Captain America pushed him to do it. It's got to be, it's not just, well, you know, you saved a bus full of kids because if you're a superhero you got super strength you got certain powers you're going to do that come on you save a busload of kids that's a superhero moment that gets your front page you feel good after I, I that I think there's so, got to be more to it though well so you're telling me before that Iron Man wasn't the superhero I don't like think he, I don't think he felt he was either. Sure, and he that, did. that show played did. off in the movies. But the reason he did that was because of Captain America. Captain America pushed him to that because when they had that argument, he says, "Are you going to be the one that's willing to lie down on the bomb?" The sacrifice play. Yeah. I, Are you the one willing to do that? I get that question, but he's doing that because he's questioning Tony Stark and his motives. Well, yeah, but that goes to action. But point, guys, I think that adds that to it because it's like but that's he knew where he was he's a superhero. Well, at that point, he's. Uh, Validifies, or he, he understands he's now a Validates, superhero. Yeah. Yes, yeah. thank you. That's 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 the moment I think that Tony Validify. Stark def- <laughs> now feels that he is that he's a superhero. He's, he's also making a difference. 
Luca He's just also became, been the main villain for the Avengers. Um, English caller. Yeah. L- Luca just became the validifier. The validifier. I, I like it. But so that, that's my point. That's I think that should be part of that I, defining I, I'm, moment. I'm going to say I'm going to have to, I'm going to put up a nay on that rule. I don't I, think it has I, to be that in depth. Yeah. I think it has to be some, even a moment you're not ready for. I think more it should be a moment you're not ready for that you overcome. That one actually, it's, it seems like it's in dispute. Maybe we go around the table with a little vote. Look at what do you think about the you got to do something grandiose, something well, bigger than you to become I, a superhero. I, I think the moment you realize is when you do something that you're not prepared for, mm-hmm. but you end up doing it. You push through. And Ashton's point, like the way he describes like the, the Iron Man moment, that was a point where he didn't know he can do that. Okay, mm-hmm. so what's super what's Spider Man's yeah. moment when he pushed that bus off him? No, it's no. the homecoming. It's when he stops the plane, the plane. and he saves and the vulture, but he okay. saves or the vulture. boat, okay, but, or the boat part. Yeah. But, but hold on, a second. the boat part. But, if but it's, he's, he's, yeah, but he fucked up there too. If, it's pushing, your, if, if it's pushing yourself to a limit you've never been, I mean, when he's crushed by that entire building and he looks in the pool of water and says, "Like, come on, Peter, you can do this," and he stops being Spider Man for a second and realizes that he himself, Peter Parker, is the superhero. Yeah, I mean. Like you're talking, like, but again, it's, he's, he was at the point of breaking. He almost died there. Yeah, but I mean, the guy got noticed by Tony Stark before that. He's a superhero before that. his superpowers doing heroic things. But superhero. was he Avenger then? And did Tony Stark trust him at that point? No, he didn't. No, become he Avenger didn't. Until I mean, the trailer, boom. He didn't come out of Avenger until the trailer. He got what I'm saying. I, I know, but let's be fair about something. What about you, Matt? He involved him in the Civil War fight. He didn't really yeah. become an official Avenger till the trailer of Infinity War. We're being sticklers. And in all fairness to that, it looks like he was just on the bus and he sees that some shit's happening and he's like, I'm going to get involved because I got this suit and these powers, which is kind of like what every superhero does. Well, to your point, you're Frank you're- here. It's beforehand. So it's so the so moment you do something an ordinary person can't do and you're saving a life. It's the same thing And I hate that I'm bringing this fucking movie into it But what Batman says to Flash in Justice League He says what do you want me to do And he says just save one And the rest will oh, figure it all out bad. Great movie <laughs> that, but, that, but that point though is It it's, makes sense right. He's like you'll it's figure one. out what you have to do Once you save that one life See but this is why I disagree because this is an unwritten rule As a superhero you're going to do those things You're going to save one person You're going to save a car You're going to save an elderly You're going to That's going to qu- happen Ashton, That's quintessentially not true Because as a person who's super powered You could easily choose to go the other way you can, but we're talking about being a superhero, not a supervillain. No, As but, a superhero, you're going you to those superhero, those You can help your neighbor saying, cut their grass or whatever you want. You're not a superhero but then. The defining, Thank you. But the defining moment is when you do something heroic with your superpowers. It has nothing to do with if how grandiose it is. I don't know. I think it's doing something beyond your ability. You thought of the ability you thought growing. You know, like yeah. you're programmed your whole life. You're not a you're not a superhero, and then okay. you do something you couldn't do. I think yeah. we're gonna have to agree to disagree right. on this one. Fair enough. So is Keanu Reeves yes. a superhero yes. in Taxi or in the Matrix? Speed, the one with the bus? Yes. <laughs> how about in John? Wick? How to loop John that. Wick? He's pretty much a superhero. Yeah, superpowers oh, killing bad movie. guys. But in Speed, so he figured good. out how to loop that video. That was genius. That's like Batman's super intelligence. <laughs> Well, it's that split 50-50, but thank you for hearing me out. Moving on, back to you, Frank. Okay, it's a fun little game I wanted to play. I don't feel like we really have time for it <laughs> right have now. We have time. Okay, well, I was going to say, everybody, well, you know what? We'll stick to the big three. We'll stick to Hulk, Thor, or big four. Hulk, <laughs> Thor, Cap, and Iron Man. Guys, give me a little unwritten rule that you have for interacting with them if you were a team member. Oh, interacting with them. Yeah. Oh. 
Mm. I, hold, I, hold, I'll, hold. I'll, can I start it off? Go, go yeah. For Hulk, I think it's pretty obvious. You I, want to keep him well fed because you wouldn't want him to be hangry. I was going to say just, you know, be calm around him and don't shout and try to keep him calm. No purple nurples. <laughs> mm, no. No, no whoopee cushions. No purple nurples. I like that. I was going to say get on get on banner side early. Like you want to although Hulk takes over, you I think you want to be a little bit friendly with Banner to have him kind of to implant yourself in Hulk's subconscious because you're there. He's he knows a little bit, although the Hulk does take the wheel and drive. Mm-hmm. But I think you want to get on Banner's side early. Yeah, get in there just in case shit does go green. You might you might be a little safer than everybody else. We're saying Banner, not Banner, right? Like ben- it wasn't Eric Banner. 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 <laughs> it, it Eric Banner was the Hulk, right? Yes. Okay. You don't. You can stop. He was that, also right? Australian. <laughs> Eric Bana. Bana. I'm Eric Bana. Bana in, wasn't there a Bana in Seinfeld? Ba- Probably. Ba- I don't remember. Right. Ovaltine? Bannon. Bannon. <laughs> oh, Bannon. I don't know. Matt, do you Matt? have anything for working with Hulk? Everything he says, just agree with it. Just don't create conflict with Hulk the Hulk smash so you yeah. start breaking shit? Yeah. I call that the Chewbacca rule. Yeah, exactly. Because he'll rip your arms off if you beat him. <laughs> yeah. He'll rip them off and beat you with them. Guys, Thor. Anybody got anything for Thor? Unwritten rule, like, I think he'd just be a cool guy to hang out with and drink with. Yeah. So, like, bring at least a couple two fours. I think he can drink. I just, said it earlier. Get him on social media. I, I think would, I think he'll, he'll be hilarious. I bring him to the beach and just send him into, like, a pool. He's like my fish bait. I just send him into, like, a huge conglomeration of women and just have him bring him back to the tent. And then shock them with lightning accidentally. He'd peacock. <laughs> he'd peacock uh, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, I would also not stand near him holding anything metal. Yeah, that's uh, I'd wear rubber around him. What like a funny but <laughs> dick move to do is if it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna comment on that. If it's like about to rain and you have an umbrella out Thank and he, God, he purposely shocks that. you. I would I would That'd ma- be hilarious. I think he could give you like a little tiny one. Again, I'm telling you, YouTube star. Just so you feel it in the nuts. You know like that thing when you're when you're kids, like they figure out like static electricity and they rub their feet on the carpet and then they shock him. Imagine what he did to kids when he figured out. You're just charred. Charred him. Okay, guys, what about Cap? Captain America, what's your unwritten rule for working with him? Talk about the good old days. Ooh, solid. Mm-hmm. Solid. Find some dames with skirts below their knees. <laughs> I think I would have Show to a little ankle guys. <laughs> Ooh. I'd have to like introduce him to like Expedia, like or some like travel place. That man needs a vacation. That that guy yeah. seems like he's just living to work. Given given the political times we're living in, I would uh, recommend don't rag on the stars and stripes, or you'll end up with a sore kisser. <laughs> well, it's weird because he's like complete. He completely changed from that. Like good do right for America to like the nomad can't mm-hmm. trust the government you gotta do it's right it's morally little, for your own a little bit of a social justice warrior cap eh? <laughs> <laughs> little bit excuse me he's uh he's kind of gone like libertarian mm. if somebody calls him a cuck in the new movie I will shit my pants I think he's based off of Julian Assange <laughs> guy's last one cause he's, he's the guy who started it all unwritten rule for being an Avenger with Iron Man I, I think you gotta hang out in his car garage if you like cars, man. You gotta just drive around with them. Yeah. It's like better than being on Top Gear. Yeah, yeah. I I I want to be you know. I, I want to learn almost. I not you won't learn what he knows, but just be interested in his tech. That mm. guy's so smart. 
and just and one it's going to feed his ego which is good because he likes that so just lean well, into him you know what i would do i'd be like yeah the new iphone x better than anything you can create it's like, really and <laughs> yeah. then you got a new better phone I, uh, or i'd be like these are unhackable <laughs> <laughs> i'd uh i just keep talking about elon musk and how great of a guy he is around yeah, him. oh yeah man those musk teslas yeah. crazy <laughs> Tesla stock drops after someone shorted. <laughs> Somebody over here has got some Musk envy. Elon Musk sounds like a villain name, though. He would be he his does, arch nemesis. Right? He would be his arch nemesis. Yeah. Like every Avenger. They, they, Fuck, that's a great story. Somebody should write that. My rule for hanging out with Captain, or for hanging out with Iron Man would just be be friends with him at all costs. Mm-hmm. Just think about the perks. Oh, yeah. A lot of perks. I'm saying it'd be, like, he owns a theme park. Pepper Potts. <laughs> see hang out with pepper pots and you know ashton would want to hang out with him over because he's he loves fucking war machine well, i don't i was making a point that he's not a fucking sidekick. Sidekick. Shut up. You i don't love like machine. him i don't think he's a sidekick he's a sidekick war machine tell me another story about how your legs don't work <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's not nice that's cold-blooded Opportunity. i shouldn't have laughed okay there. guys if you want to keep the conversation going, you want to talk to us at all about what you think it takes to be an Avenger, please hit us up on Twitter at the UR Podcast or on Instagram at the Unwritten Rule Podcast. You can find us on any of the major so- social media or podcasting apps found on your home PC, MacBook, tablet, smartphone, mobile device. Download, like, subscribe, drop us a review at any of the Apple Podcast apps or subsidiaries. Also, I know we talked about it a lot today, but I mean, it's not going to need any help selling itself. Mm-hmm. Guys, April 27th, go see Avengers. 26 for you hot cats that will have the uh, early tickets like we do. We do. I'm going first night. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I got the tickets. You know, one of the funny little things uh, you did, you're the ticket man. That's your power. You're yeah, the, the ticket, ticket king. man. Ooh, ticket king. Ticket man. I'm here to beat the scalpers. Ooh, scalper <laughs> man is my arch nemesis. He scalps. Anyone who tries to buy the tickets from the box office. At regular <laughs> price. Yeah, I like it. <coughs> I completely forgot what I was going to say about you just threw me off with the scalper man. I you like called it. me the ticket man. We were talking about how we're... Avengers the, are coming The whole point of this is gear up, get ready, it's coming. 10 years of movie making, Kevin Feige goodness leading into this one moment. I hope you know, my, my superpower is... My real superpower was that I stayed alive long enough to be able to see this. Yeah. I'm surprised, uh-huh. frankly. <laughs> it's hell. not that hard, though. All you had to do was just exist. Not really. Like, aim low and avoid all disappointment. Just exist. I've done some dangerous jobs. Mm, really, though? Have you? You know, it would have been a shame if Kevin Smith had actually died from I that know. heart attack. Yeah, that would have sucked. God bless you, still alive. Matt, where else can they find us? Find us on Google and other things. <laughs> Matt. Wow, thanks for coming out, Matt. <laughs> Bring it yeah, I'm energy. back. Look at me go. I'm finally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Matt, bringing it. The Google. He's the Google. He's not upset anymore. I think he's just sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> just whatever. If you're going to listen, you're going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give a fuck. Man. I think he needs a hug. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's Depressed a- man is my superpower. <laughs> just mm-hmm. saddening. The villain. You're like negative man. Yeah, literally. <laughs> or indifference man. Or that. Similar to on the fence man. Slightly different though. Remember all you true believers, rules are made to be broken, but you can't break the unwritten ones. Excelsior!